0: Hey guys, welcome to On the Beat Weekly Podcast. On the Beat is all about giving young people a voice. We explore all the interesting topics that affect on us beat. in the world today. The so come, listen, enjoy, and be inspired. On the
1: beat, yeah, on the beat. Come
0: on. What's yeah. up, what's up, what's up, what's up? On the beat. Brandon in the on house beat. and Mikhail in the, the house. Beat. What's up? What's up? what's up? Welcome yeah, to the <laughs> Welcome to Only Beat Podcast, everyone, and this evening we are going to talk about Afghanistan Young People Again, part two, all right, we piggyback in on what was said before in the previous episode, and today we're going to, we have two other co-hosts in the house and we're going to talk about Afghanistan Young People, but let, listen, listen, listen. Have you ever got up in the morning and your eyes ain't open really, but yet the dawn of the sky starts to light up, and then you hear the birds start to sing, and you hear in the peaceful background of your environment. And you get up, you stretch. Ah! Right, you have time to chill out, to, to wonder, because you live in such a peaceful land in a peaceful situation. And there's nothing that could be better, much better than that. Right, and to get off of your cozy bed and to have the ability to have food on the table and clothes on your back and even shelter. Uh, it's a blessing for everybody. So, but think of this. By contrast, you get up in the morning and you're hearing gunshots blazing. You're hearing bomb blowing up. You're hearing people's campaign. You're seeing that, hey, you don't have a proper bed to lie down you can't even think about what to eat because you're thinking about campaign for your life and lo and behold the life that they used to believe in that it started to dream about because it started to go, into, go to school and and it started to think about career wise and so on all of a sudden that has changed and now you're thinking about survival rather than your future. So, let me bring in Brandon and Mikhail in this, in this conversation. And it's a beautiful day, guys, in Trinidad and Tobago. And we are blessed in this world, in this part of the world. So,
1: Brandon... Good Yes, good weather,
0: right? And I uh, see you enjoying it, Mikael. You enjoying it right now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, first breeze, everything out there, feeling nice. <laughs> so, Brandon, um
0: as a young person, you don't already have a normal background as other young people. But can you foresee yourself or put yourself in such situation where you might Get up one day and then you hear that the US army leaving, you hear um, all of a sudden the Taliban moving in, and then we'll see the Taliban take over your city and the government. What, what is your response, might be?
2: Well, I certainly cannot say that I would survive that for much, for long at all. Yeah. So, shout out to all of those young people who survived for this long and uh, the Taliban's. Root. Um, But to hear that the U.S. Army pulling out earlier and the Taliban taking over my entire hometown, my government, all that, um, that instilling unfair into me because normally online we'll hear U.S. Army, best military force in the world, arguably the best military force in the world. So to hear that they're leaving, which I would say is something of safety, to hear that they're leaving, I would not feel safe in my own home. I wouldn't feel safe out on the streets and really i like sure it, it will mess up my psyche because then I wouldn't know who to trust. I might not even trust my family because I don't know what's going on behind, the, behind closed doors because again, I'm a child. I'm not supposed to be in a lot of conversations yeah, yeah. but they force me out of the room I can't help but think that there's something wrong why mommy and daddy not talking to me again and yeah, just, it's, it's not an ideal situation to be in as a young person. Michael,
0: the, um, the you are a footballer, right? By trade, is a footballer by trade. And um, have you ever think of the process that you as a young footballer, um, you thinking about life and football, playing for your club, playing for your country, and all of a sudden, um, war break out. Well, not exactly war, but fear break out. And you um, went and scampering. you try to hop a plane and um, because they tried to leave the country. And you hop the plane by going inside the plane. they hop the plane by trying to scale the plane while they take off. And yeah. all of a sudden, you lose your balance or you lose your grip. And that's the end of you. Have you ever thought of what's going on there?
1: Well, first we begin with, rest in peace to that young, young boy of full talent. I'm um, as, as smiling, but it's not a smiling situation. I'm smiling because I can't just picture myself in this situation because this situation is so, it's like I live in hell, I should say, right? So from moving into paradise with a blink of an eye, as soon as Brandon see, as soon as the best army in the world, U.S., arguably, and allies pull out. And as soon as it happened, the Taliban come in. Like, what is your last chances? What is your last matter? You would want to enjoy football, but with all this situation going on, there is no room to en- for enjoyment, not even home. So, at this situation... I may have probably ended up in the same situation, trying to escape, trying to find peace. So I don't know if that answer is yeah, as good as possible, but as so I really can't imagine or pity the situation. Pity myself being in the situation.
0: So so tell me um Brandon, what's your views on these situations? Uh what what is happening now? Oh, well, let me hear
2: you. right now it's very scary because um I wrote down some specifics of what the Taliban has at their disposal. So, currently, the Taliban has an Air Force with 11 military bases. They have six A-29 light light attack aircrafts, 174 Humvees, 10,000 2.75-inch high-explosive rockets, 61,040-millimeter high-explosive rounds, 9 million rounds of 0.56 ammunition, and 20 million rounds of 7.62 millimeter bullets. All of this was supplied, all of this was supplied by the Afghan soldiers who the US had spent billions giving them Training the resources, on, the adequate resources, resources yeah. to fight against the Taliban. And because the Afghans put down their arms, put down their weapons, abandoned the bases, the Taliban took it over. I can't blame the Afghans for abandoning their quest. I can't blame them. I would be terrified as well. Mm-hmm. If I know for a fact I'm a soldier, I have a wife, I have young kids, I won't want to put my life in risk, at risk. Well, I mean, that's the basis of a soldier, but I still won't want my children growing up without a father and knowing that, well, the Taliban killed them and, and that will mess with the psychic of a child. So, so,
0: so you think um, because of that security or that fear for their family, Even though they had all those ammunitions in place to try to stand against the Taliban, um, you think that they forgot what they have
2: in their hands and just looked to Mm -hmm. free to avoid bloodshed? Hmm. Well, from what I think, I think that the soldiers were terrified that the Taliban would use their family to Mm -hmm. get to them. Because I I can't remember exactly where I saw this quote, but I saw it at. and the quote went like, the way to a man or the way through a man is through his family. The threaten a man's family, you get the man. You get him to do whatever you want. So I think that is what the Afghan soldiers, that is when the Afghan soldiers realized, my family could be in danger. They could kill my son. They could kill my daughter. They could kill my wife. They could yeah. kill my mom. I don't oh. think that the risk is great enough. It
1: could be as simple as this too. They say, okay, well, the U.S. Army is leaving. What chance do we stand? It could be simple as that. Just knowing the history of the Taliban.
2: Exactly. You know? Exactly. Just by well.
1: hearing the history alone, put fear into you. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, Brent, from the last episode that you gave with the full history, I am devastated. I, I can't, I just can't picture myself being in this situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real big situation. And um for from a young person perspective, who um because most young people, especially those who are 20 years and under, would not know the true essence of Taliban ruling. there yeah? They would only know the mm-hmm a little bit of the war when the u.s and the allies came in to try to take over and they would know when the u.s tried to um put things into place like the government and so on to to run for the afghans to run their own country so they would know a different lifestyle to their mother and father or their grandpa or their grandma right and um To be in that situation, because uh, growing up, and all they know is uh, we kind of have a peaceful country. Yes, you're hearing a little of the history in the background because they are hearing your parents or your uncle and them talking about it. Um, But you never experience it. And all of a sudden now, all the so-called rumors that was happening in the background become reality. (laughs) <laughs> and mm. it used to be going to school and all of a sudden I hey, forget about school it used to mm. even those who for example um offset one of y'all was talking about the woman right and um yeah give, give me a little more about what is what is happening in young women lives because as a young woman who didn't have identity before, right? And it growing up now with this new identity, and all of a sudden, it could be taken away from you.
1: Well, Brent, from research and breaking news, it is said that the Talibans are marrying young girls. Girls are being forced to marry the Taliban armies and being forced into sex. And Again, from research again, women, well, young women have no say. They are not even allowed to be on the streets because the Taliban, correct me if I'm wrong, men said that they have no respect for women in a war's life. And this is the words of a member of the Taliban. They have no respect for women. Women are not to be seen on the sheets. Women are not to work. It's like women don't exist. For say. Unless yeah. it's other a probably for marriage. It be, be and because, for they, me, because they treat them as a property as well. Yeah, they treat them as a property. And not just an overall property, property, but a property for one aspect only. Which is marriage. And for my sex. Yeah. So it's like women are being forced to do what they don't want or forced to be with somebody that they don't want to be with. So for me, I don't know if you all see it as an enslavement, but for me, I see it as an enslavement because being forced to do something that they don't want to do is enslavement for me. It's like I say, Brent, okay, come on, do this for me come and work for me, come and cut my grass, for example. Mm-hmm. And you say, no, and I can walk out, out with ammunition. I say, if you don't cut my grass, it's either you do it or you'll be executed. And this is the fear that these young people are living with today at this moment. And the to top it off, they are, are just saying, like, let's say last 9-11, when the Taliban take over was in 2012, right? Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Well, be, before that, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, so what about the young people that face the tariff takeover twice from then to now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What, how, how are they feeling? What are they going through? What's the mindset of them? Are they, do, do they just give up or do they fight for their life?
0: Yeah, because because they would have seen um how the Taliban would have ruled before, and they would be fearing the same thing to happen again. And and come come back to the young woman what he was talking about. I was listening on BBC that um one of the young women were actually crying in an interview in the BBC, and she's a journalist. She's a young journalist, and she says she loves her job. She loved her country, but yet. She is forced to leave her country as she wants to live and as she wants to continue doing her job, but yet she loves her country. And then she said, when she leaves, she don't know where she's going. And she doubts she will even she will ever um, come back to her own country. So the passion it was seeing in the voice, and the the yes, the passion and the sadness that they were saying in the voice was really impacting as well, and this is what they're going through.
2: They didn't only for body, they enslave their mind as well, because, I mean, if, if you have to leave your country and you're saying that you don't want to come back, then that just, instill, that just to me, suggests mm-hmm. suggesting that they instill so much pain into you that you don't want another takeover to happen, and you don't want um, a close relative, or so you don't want yourself, actually, to go through that or go through what those young girls are going through right now, being yeah. forced to marry Taliban men, being forced to do things that they don't want to do. They are young girls, young young girls who are now probably going through puberty or still going through puberty and not understanding what's going on.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: We don't know their backstory. We don't know how they ended up in that situation. It could be that the Taliban killed their entire family and left her because she was young, beautiful, and the Taliban men thought that, all right, since she's young, we can take advantage of her. She's mine. That's my property now. And like I said, it, it is something like a property claim. It is claiming that she is mine. You can't do anything. Or you can't do anything. I tell you what to do. And so on and so forth.
0: Think about this, um, too, that the, I think is the ending of August. The Taliban have put a deadline for both the U.S., the English um, armies, um, and whoever allies there is to take who they had to take. But that is the cutoff point. I understand, and it could be consequences if they continue after the cutoff point. So now, if they watching the updates, um. Now people even fear more that they may not get ever get to leave the country. Even it have others who are trying to take the long road towards um crossing the border in Pakistan, right? And I mean it's a real sad situation. And and if it on the um know of the Taliban as well, Afghanistan is the number one um the number one producers of heroin in europe right so them is a big drug <laughs> a drug country basically right we pushing and and to know that the talibans take over now they their duty or their um income is all about pushing drugs it's all about trafficking it's all about the hard fast rule right and there's a, there's a kind of environment in people the audience out there who is listening to us i hope y'all this inspire y'all to exactly it's inspire y'all to actually reach out somehow to um the afghans and um if not the afghans it have many many young people out there to reach out to um in various nationalities and um help out your neighbor help out your friend and you don't know how you just.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, Say, we yeah, signing man. off.
0: On the beat. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thank you for listening to On the Beat Podcast. Feel free to share, follow and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook and Instagram. Stay blessed, everyone.